Hello and welcome to the High Wide and Handsome Podcast, Episode 3. Today I talk to FI Addict or FI Tipster, as he's otherwise known, and uh, we had a very interesting conversation. We had a lot of fun. We actually had a good bit of crack, to be fair. And uh, I have to be honest, whenever I put it up midweek that he was coming on the show, I knew he was controversial. I didn't quite realise he was fucking, like, that crazy controversial. Um... But look, thanks for all the engagement. There were a lot of questions. This is the first week uh, that I haven't actually been able to get through all the questions. Um, but we, we did. We had a great chat. And um, I hope you enjoy it. Addict, how are you? Aaron, not too bad at all, John, and yourself. Thank you so much I'm for the invite. Right. Really appreciate that. No worries. Look, I really appreciate your time. Um, I know it's it can be hard to give up a bit of time on a Sunday, especially when these things tend to ramble on. But um, before we get any further, would you like to tell us a bit about your football index journey and like how long it's been since you joined, etc.? Oh, great, great first question. Well, uh, weirdly, about it's about over two years. Start about um, there was the FA Cup when Arsenal won and and uh, Ramsey scored the winning goal. Uh, the only reason I mentioned that is because the first thing I did is I bought him as soon as the match finished, thinking, wow, he'll jump in price. <laughs> and of course, I had no clue when he dipped the next day. And that was my, uh, my history for about two months, I would say, to be honest. Uh, a steep learning curve. A massive steep learning curve. And uh, I was actually, it's a great question, thinking how I learned about it was uh, in uh, London, they got like a free uh, paper called City AM. It was like a finance paper. And uh, yeah. all I read was the lines stock market and football, I thought. How has no one thought of this before? So there was like yeah. an offer to sign up and I just signed up. I had no clue. And I'll be honest with you, that's typical. I'm one of those people that will get something from Argos. I won't look at the instructions like a, a proper man and then and then struggle <laughs> for about two months, but eventually get there. And it was a bit like that for my beginning of my journey. To yeah, be honest. yeah, yeah. I think it is with a lot of people's journeys. They don't really, especially these days, I'm sitting watching or I'm in these football, or these uh, football index Facebook groups and stuff. And you see people who said, oh, I've only been on the index like three weeks. What's a dividend? And you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they haven't read the instruction manual. They're bluffing it. They're absolute chancers who are bluffing yeah. it. And they're just seeing how it goes. Um, but I've seen, I've seen in your profile, it says, is it 28,500 profit in 24 months? Is that what you wrote? Right. That, look, this will sound like a setup. No, it, it was 28. It's now up to 38. It's been ages since oh, I well. did that. The one thing that people will know about me, there's probably the first question would be, Am I, do I speak English? I do. Hopefully it comes across. Uh, I don't like commas. I'm not sure what happened somewhere. I must have had, uh, you know, someone must have hit me with a comma and I get in flashbacks, but it's more laziness. And I'm just one of these prolific Twitter people. So I just bash them out. It's pure laziness yeah, yeah. rather than anything else. So, uh, you know, I did that, I'd say probably about, oh, it's a great, that's a great point. Do you know, that was around January. I'll be honest, I had yeah. a very bad December, January. Um, and not going into technical stuff, but just for new people. And, and that's what I meant to say. Your, your podcast has been really great so far. You know, you've, you've really touched on a lot of good things. I appreciate These, it. There's so many markets, so many cycles, sorry, in the market. And, uh, and through time that I didn't have, I missed so many of them. So I'd say December and January were awful months. I've probably made about 10 grand in the last four or five because I'm, I'm more focused on value. Uh, I, I, I like to spot value around stats. Uh, I, I watch games, but it's just time for me, to be honest. 
Um, yeah. So about 38 grand. And, and the one thing I did, sorry, I'm rambling on, but and I would suggest to people is um, other investments I've done. I'm a prolific investor, good and bad. I'm not going to lie. Is <laughs> I took I've taken all my capital out. So that's just 38 grand profit. And it's a really good thing if you can do that, I think, for your mentality and for your risk profile as well. You know, you, you can gamble a little bit more. You follow your gut a little bit more because you feel you've taken out what you've put in. And it's like free money in a, in a strange way. I know it's not. It's still money. No, I know. Lose. I know what you mean. I'd actually be interested to hear what that, that's all about psychologically because... I know, like, let's say, like, you're away with the lads in the stag or whatever, and you're in the casino, and you fire fifty quid into roulette, and you're up to four hundred quid. You stick your fifty quid in your pocket. I've seen boys stick four hundred quid. Now these lads might earn four hundred quid a week, and they're sticking yeah. four hundred quid on black. Yeah. Do you know, you're not doing that if that's straight out of the bank account. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to see what the mentality is behind that and how it works. But again, I, I completely agree with you. If you can get that capital out, you might be able to. Just depend on the person, um, trade a bit more risky and obviously high risk, high rewards. Um, now, well, that's not all the time. Like, I mean, you can't lose your money. That's what risk is. But I think it is, it's nice to kind of have the cuffs off and be able to do what you want without feeling like you're going to financially cripple yourself. Is that fair? Yeah, John, I think, I think that's, do you know what? I think there's no better way to describe it really. And do you know what? I've learned through, God, I'll tell you a boring story, but I'll be honest, when I was, I say about 1920, um, I discovered Paddy Power online roulette. Now, this is when there was no actual women doing the roulette. You know, it's all virtual. Yeah. It was old school. And of course, being a young fella, I, I didn't have a lot of money at the time, but I started with 20 quid and I thought, you know what? I'll do red, black, red, black. I'll follow the odds. And I was up nearly five grand at one stage and I lost Jesus. everything. And then I chased it. And because uh, I'm a natural gambler, I chased it. And I was down about two, which was a lot for me at the time back home because it was yeah. at the time. Um, and that's just a lesson I learned. So and, yeah. a, and a friend of mine, he's a really good investor. He does gold and everything. He goes, once you take that money out, it changes your mentality. I'll tell you the first thing, no more bloody spreadsheets trying to work out what my return on investment is. If I go into the index and I see it's up or down, it's up or down. It, that's the one yeah. thing that's so hard to know when you've got so many players, who's up, who's down. If I go in the morning and go, right, there's 38 grand in there, sound. Right, I've made 38, yeah. you know. And it also kind of, it's a weird one psychologically, I think as well. It makes it very visual. And it makes yeah. you really know what you've earned. It's not a spreadsheet. It's like that's your hard-end training because I've been doing two years of this. And, uh, you know, I'd rather be honest with you. I'm one of the people that bought Lukaku at his peak price before he went to United. I didn't do my research. I know, you know, I saw some of the questions that came in uh, and there's some fair comments in there. You know, I, I, I didn't do my own research. I followed what most people said. I thought he'd be scoring 20 goals. I thought he'd be getting media every day of the week. And I just thought I'd leave him there for three years. And I'll be honest, I lost about two and a half grand. It was like I went in 40% on him. Yeah. So that was another steep learning curve. You know, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. Um, but sure, it, it does take to get burnt sometimes to really to learn. Um, who have I got burnt with? I got. I mentioned actually a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, Bentaleb was one of my first stupid fucking mistakes. <laughs> when I joined Bentaleb, when I joined the fucking index, I was lying in my living room. And I just, it was like the two weeks before I joined and uh or why i don't know a month and i was lying there watching some champions league game and bent scored a penalty and i got him straight away thinking yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. this is great and then he scored another goal i was fucking this is brilliant <laughs> he's gonna like get uh, whatever pb and da 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 and uh i was just a chump and basically everyone seen this as an opportunity to dump their bent and yeah. I, I didn't get burnt i mean to be honest with you i might have lost 20 quid but i mean when you're first joining and you've yeah. only got 200 quid in it or something i was like jesus like 
Uh, but anyway, that that was uh, I got burnt and I learned. But um... I, I'll be honest, I've gotten burnt on him so many times. And you know what? The funny thing is, it depends on your mentality. You'll chase as well. So you'll yeah. think, you know what? I believe in this player so much. I'll give you a prime example. I've done. This is not pushing a player. Just being honest. Uh, Fakir. So uh, he had a great season at Leon. Um, and then Depay kind of took over from a little bit, and his PB suffered last season and got injured. Now he's linked to Betis, so he's gone down to about two quid. And, you know, I'm trying not to be emotional, but I believe in him, so I've topped up again. Now, he could yeah. be disastrous there, and it could be an awful bad decision. And I've, I've done this so many times, like even injuries. One of the big ones for new traders is if you, if you don't have the time, and it's something maybe we'll touch on potentially, uh, it's great to pick up someone that's very, very cheap that's been injured that you know will come back again. Uh, you know, yeah. um, but then you can get so stung with that because I'll, I'll give you a prime example. Danny Alves, I know he's about 50 now. He's got his Zimmer frame <laughs> out. But when he was killing it like about a season ago, he got injured and I bought him. He went down about 30p and I bought him and I went really massive on him. I thought, do you know what? I misjudged the market completely. He dropped another 40 pence and I thought I fixed the bottom. Oh. Then I panicked because I thought maybe I'm reading this wrong. Then I instant sold him. And then within, oh, within a month, he popped back <laughs> up again. Be, you might as well be honest. There's no point. In me. I made yeah. 38 grand. I could have made 60. I could have ended up with two if I didn't stick with it. But, you know, yeah. it's it's you learn by your mistakes. And I hope, it, you know, that's the great thing about your podcast. And last week as well was great insights is, you know, stick with it because you're also buying into a product. Why I kept with yeah. it because I believe in the product. I know lads will love this. You know, any of the lads I told, you know, they're dubious because the whole thing is, is it a scam? Can I lose all my money? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the same lads, the same boys will go and put 300 quid on an accumulator with bloody Roch, Rochdale away at Leighton Orient, you know, on yeah. a Wednesday night when they've not even looked it up thinking, oh, I've looked up soccer away and I oh, should use they won three in a row. Sure, and I'll last 300 quid in. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Um... It, it it appeals to I think it appeals to everyone I mention it to and I think they're like oh yeah I've seen that yeah yeah because I was sending my cousin two like two or three nights ago and I was sending a guy I'm working about last week and they're like oh yeah I've seen ads for that yeah but uh, I don't really, is, is it legit like <laughs> I can't see where they're coming from because I was the same I've I alluded to it a few weeks ago in the podcast like I avoided uh, the football index for months while it was popping up on my Instagram and then I was like fuck it I may as well have a look at it but um, I don't know what it is it just sounds like. It just sounds like a scam. I don't know. But I think yeah. the more legit marketing and the being involved with um, Nottingham Forest and being on billboards at premiership matches and stuff like that kind of gives it that more legit feel, especially with like the ambassadors and stuff they have now. And Great point, think, John. Um, That's a great point you know, about the ambassadors. I think, it's Im- yeah. I think it's important to have people like that backing you because if you don't, people look at it and think this is some fucking pyramid fucking dodging <laughs> thing. Do you know, people just, people are notoriously just, and rightly so, you need to be dubious about where you're putting your money. Um, but anyway, I think that's enough about that. Let me see. Where next? What do you do for a living? And how do you make football index fit around it? Like, Because yeah, well, it can be such a dynamic market. And I don't know if you work shit. I don't know if you don't work. I don't know if you work nine to five. Shit can happen and you need to react quick. But then obviously it depends on your trading methods and style. Some people are out for the long term. But if someone was to break a leg or... Where were you for the Neymar fucking rape allegations? Do you know what I mean? Oh, geez. I well, it... look, this is the thing. Like, I've been... Look, it, I'm here saying, oh, geez, yeah, I'm at 38 grand, and I'm going to say all the mistakes because it's just my nature. But you know what? Um, I was grand on, on the rape allegations, to be honest. I was talking to a few of the lads one day, and do you know when he injured himself in training about a couple of months ago? One of the yeah. lads for the crack, and this is just something that's so dangerous when you're talking to boys, honestly. So he goes, I tell you what, he ain't coming back for that. I think they're going to have to take the leg off him. Now, obviously, it was sarcasm. 
But I yeah. literally took it seriously. And I was like, Jesus. So I dumped about uh, 150. Now, on the rape allegations, this sounds strange with Ronaldo. I made a fortune off that because, and this sounds strange, uh, obviously it's a legal case. And there was obviously yeah. implications as well around it. Usually most of these things are settled. I don't think when you look at, if you look at the facts of the case, and this is something not, you don't read too much into things, but, you know, it's not a bet. To me, it's an investment. It's about yeah. you using your own brain and your own methods and your own process to try and uh, outdo the market. So when it happened to Ronaldo, I bought a load when he dipped because I thought he's still going to be playing. Fundamentally, him as a player has not changed. It's a bit like um, Apple, uh, when Apple had those issues with China. It's going to get resolved. The fundamental yeah. product's the same and it will bounce back. So on the rape allegations, I actually made a nice bit of money. I, I've actually got, gotten out of them now. And, yeah. and for a few reasons, I just think... I think Neymar's great and I think his age is great, but um, he's massively inflated because he's playing in France. He sounds like he doesn't want to be there. Did you see the latest thing he's come out with now? If This isn't a guy that just wants to get sacked. Like My favourite match I've ever played is when we bet my current club 4-3 away in the, in the, uh, at home <laughs> in the Champions League. You know what I mean? You know, he's, he's a pain in the arse, I'll be honest, to hold. You know, yeah. He's always, always in the news for the wrong reasons. And yeah. who's going to buy him? I'm sorry, he's never going to United. I don't believe he's ever going to go to United. I, I don't ever believe that City will buy him. I don't know. It could happen. I think he will go for a Real Madrid. He will go for Barcelona. And then what you're basically saying is the player has stayed fundamentally the same. He's just competing against better players for, as you jokingly said, about dividends. But they are key dividends. Now, it's his age. Yeah. And a lot of people are worried about Messi and, and other players of this, you know, going off the boil a little bit as they get older. But he's going to have competition. You know, he really could. Hazard now could really turn it around at Real Madrid. I don't know, you know, when yeah. Hazard's on form. And if you lose that mantle and he's starting to lose a little bit of that cachet about being the next massive player that's going to dominate world football for the next four or five years, you know, he's going to win any award going. I'm not convinced and I think he can, but he's not doing himself any favour. And as a trader, the risks are massive, I'll be honest, for me. Yeah. You see, I think I think he has all the ability in the world, and I think he could be once Ronaldo and Messi fuck off. He could be him, and I don't know if Mbappe will keep up at the rate he's going, but especially like definitely Neymar, I think could be like the best player in the world or the guy who everyone talks about as the best player in the world. But his attitude's just destroying him, mm. and he, mm. I mean, like you can want to move, but there's there's a way to do it. And him fucking punching fans, part of Mariana yeah. doing this, doing yeah. that. It's like, mate, like you're getting paid hundreds of thousands a week do you know like there's an element of maturity required here and if you are going to be the best in the world um i mean your attitude's half the battle and i think that's why messi and ronaldo have been so good for so many years there's so little controversy they're so professional and i don't know if he'll he'll, he'll step into their shoes at all i, th- I think it, it is important where he goes next he's obviously not happy at psg I could see him probably going back to... Honestly, I think he'll end up going back to Barcelona and he'll kind of see it as he'll be there for whenever Messi retires in a couple of years and he'll take over. I think that's probably what he's got to be eyeing up. But um, Do you know what? I think that's a brilliant analysis and that's exactly what I think. I think the thing for me is I've I've had so much faith in him and and I've watched him. And and if you look, the one thing that new traders haven't seen, and it's a controversial thing, is I'm very big about baseline, which is without scoring. Because that for yeah. me is a fundamental. If you can, if you can consistently do that every game, and then you score, just being boring, looking at the odds, he's bound to win a lot of PB. Because Mbappe won't. He's a great scorer. He just doesn't have that baseline. Even it has to be a game-winning goal for him. 
But the the issue for me is, I agree with you totally. But he is still twenty seven. Yeah, he, he moves, and I think it'll probably be next season. I think you're right. He's gone. He's had enough. I think PSG just for for rights and for commerciality, unless they can really they they're not bringing in Griezmann, so I'm not sure what they can replace him with. Um, it'll be next season. He's twenty eight. I think you're spot on. He's there at Barcelona. He will be there to replace Messi. But I can guarantee you Messi will be there for another season or two. He's already going to be 30 by then when he, when he takes the mantle on. And, and In fairness, yeah. You, you speak a lot of sense there. I actually, to be honest with you, didn't realise he was 27. I still have him in my head as this young gem on FIFA from Santos. <laughs> yeah. I still think of him like there's no fucking way he's 27. Like I, I kind of in my head pinned him at about 25, but like those couple of years make a difference. And what you're saying is it makes a lot of sense. Like it is probably only going to be a few years without Messi there at best if he goes to Barcelona. But um, Oh no, I think you're right. No, honestly, John, I think you're right because I, I think Zidane has come back for a reason at Real Madrid. I don't see Zidane now going within a season. I don't. For him to come and, yeah. to go and come back again. And from what I was reading up, he has a project in mind, you know, and I think he wants to have that dynasty and legacy and he wants to have things his own way this time. So you're talking about two or three seasons. I don't see him with Zidane. I see him coming back to Barcelona because the one issue with Barcelona is they will just swap and change the manager as pleases. You know, there yeah. is a lot of player power there. I know it sounds ironic because it it's in Real Madrid as well. But I'll tell you what, Zidane controlled a lot of those personalities. Yeah. From what I read, Ronaldo as well, him going, you know, that was, that was a long-term vision for them. And I think they did well to move him on. I'm a massive Ronaldo fan. Um, yeah. I think he's someone that has three years left. He's very clever going to Italy. Because in Italy, with the pace of football, I can see him last another two, three years there in a very good Juventus team. Some of the signings they've made this summer, very, very, like foundation-wise, I think there's a really good legacy there for the European. Uh, they're going to win Italy. Uh, I can't see anyone taking the Italian league off them for the next couple of seasons, maybe Inter. Depends if new money comes in. But they're really going to have a crack at Europe now. Um, yeah, I think they're dark think horses. Yeah, I think it was a good time to cash in on Ronaldo, especially. I think they got 120 million or something, didn't they? But, um, when you think yeah, about I, it, I, I, could, I could be completely talking shit there, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it sounds good, though. I heard that recently. <laughs> yeah, it sounds about right. Um, but yeah, moving on, we'll jump straight in, I suppose, to the questions um, based on time here. Yeah. Um, and would you like to do, now, there were some pretty controversial, hard questions, or there were some nice and easy questions. Which ones would you like to do, do you first? Know what, what do you think works for the flow? I, this is the thing an old boss of mine used to say, if you sandwich them, so a hard one, an easy one, a hard one, that might get into the flow of us. You know, we could do the whole hard ones all together, but then, do you know, it might get a little bit, a little bit heavy. Do you know what I mean yeah, as well? Yeah, so yeah. If, do you want to take a second, if you've got them in front of you, maybe in your head, and keep it free, don't, don't tell me. And then I can, because yeah. um, I'll be honest, I haven't really looked at the question, so it'll all be off the top of my head. So see yeah. how it goes. No worries. Well, look, I'll just go for that then. So we'll jump straight in with a, a hard question off the bat. Uh, FI Jack has said, have you ever publicly promoted a player who you've had in the sell queue or with the sole aim of upping the price to immediately sell? For what it's worth, he doesn't think it's a crime to advertise something you want to sell. Salesmen have been doing it for hundreds of years. So what do you, what do you say? Well, I, just one thing as well, because I'm not sure if they're on that list, but just to clear it up now once and for all, I, I didn't kill JFK, okay? So <laughs> that was one of the things I wanted to make sure. I, I, I know it's going to come up, and also Martin Luther King. So as long as we can just park that controversy, we'll move on to all the football index stuff. Um, do you know what? A very, a very fair question, right? So I won't go 
through ancient history, but just for new traders. So basically, there was a, a player called Lukic who's playing for Lazio. Um, he was near his IPO price. Um, so I, I bought him on the morning. I had about 50 of them. So sometimes I don't buy a lot. Sometimes I got loads of players. So I, I mentioned, I sent out a tweet and he's in the lineup. He might do decent. Um, I, uh, I tweeted it out and probably an hour later, I probably put 10 up for sale. Uh, and stupidly, and this shows, you know, if I, was, if I was what everyone thinks I was, what I actually did was I took a screenshot and it was on there <laughs> that I had sold it, right? So that's that's how that's how good I am. You know, I should be working for MI five. Um, that is literally hanging yourself. Absolutely hanging myself. Absolutely hanging myself. You know what I mean? But look at stupidity, right? But yeah. you know, I didn't hide from it. I said, fine, that's yeah. on. Unfortunately, it being honest, which is there's a few people they don't like me. They don't like that I, I put tweets out all the time. I've had a few people direct message me saying to stop using the football index hashtag and stuff like that so this was a prime opportunity for them to take advantage of it fair enough so to obviously to address the question um do i promote players to sell them how i work and being very honest which is if i have 100 players i'll probably sell off after every three p they go up i might sell 10 percent 10 percent 10 percent i'll keep half i I'm, I'm i think i'm a bit of a hoarder because i've got about 350 players at the moment you know, something yeah. I might do to clear up a lot of this stuff is, and I've never done it before, is I might just send screenshots next week of the you know the portfolio because I have no problem with people saying, am I a pumper? Do you know what? I do a lot. I'm a tipster. I, I do lots of tweets about players that I think are good. I always think that they're good value. I'm not there to try and rip anybody off. Uh, I don't dump. I, I, I don't accept that. I might sell 10, 15% of a player you know, to take a bit of profit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, also to hedge as well, because a lot of my own tips as well, um, they, I'll give you an example. Um, Illich, who plays for, um, for Atlanta, on the same day I, I actually tipped him, um, he went on to get a hat-trick. He won PB. Loads of people were, you know, direct messaging saying, thank you so much for the tip. I'd actually sold off 25% of him before the match and I lost out. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I have I have done that. It's not my sole aim. I, I like to think that, um, and people can, you know, there's a lot of good people because I've seen some of the posts saying that my tips have helped. I always put up stats. There's always a reason behind it. Uh, one thing I just wanted to say now, which is a bit off topic, is something I've noticed new traders. Please be very careful when you're analyzing stuff. So I use Index Gain, which is an amazing product. I'm not yeah. promoting it, but I think it's very good. It's good value. But what you, new players need to do our new traders is make sure that they look at current form. What I see a lot of is people will look at an, a yearly season, you know, figure. So 10 goals, for example. But for me, what I look at is the last 10 matches, you know, yeah. it's even like Everton were in such great form. So I'm not going to mention any Everton players, keep it, you know, I don't want any pumping, you know, accusations, <laughs> but I think that they're, they've been in very good form. I think Cologne, who are some of that are coming up to the Bundesliga as well. Very good form as well. So look at those last 10, 15 matches. It's very dangerous to base it on an average because it inflates yeah. what the player's really done. But I think, yeah, I think that's important because it's it's a bit maybe of a tangent and not quite the same. You wouldn't stick an accumulator based on a, a team's performance over the last 38 games. You, you'd kind of look at the last six game weeks or something. Brilliant so it's kind analogy. of the same with, with a yeah. player. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you wouldn't, there's no point in doing Because I do use Index Game too, and I'm not, like, there's there's no sponsorship or any shit like that. It, yeah. it's, I genuinely just think they're very good. Um, mm -hmm. I, I use it, and I think there's a question about that we'll, we'll talk about later. Oh, but, um, Grant, perfect. There's, um, yeah, I, I think 
what you said is very, very important there. If you're buying into a player, especially if the likes of IPDs, if capital appreciation is one thing, but if you're buying in for immediate returns from dividends, it, yeah, like definitely look at the more recent, the recent mm. side of it. And touching on when you're, you're selling players while tipping them. I mean, I, I've, before we get into any of the harder questions, I haven't trolled back through Twitter. I don't know what's happened or whatever um, to sit and argue with you about it. But from my perspective, I could see myself saying, because I remember I was, I, I really liked Seamus Coleman. Yeah. When he was at like 20p. And I remember I made a post sort of saying, Seamus Coleman, I think he represents great value, blah, blah, blah. I'm on him. And I, I might have bought a couple of hundred of them. I can't even remember. Um, but could I see myself after he jumped 5p still seeing value but not wanting as much in him or seeing another opportunity and wanting to get out of there? I could. So I can see why you might sell while also pump, like pumping, I suppose. Um, but you again, see, it is I obviously think... you're, you're kind of hanging yourself out to dry there. But I do think if you actually sat down and had an educated conversation back and forth about it, you could see why you can do that. And uh, I think ethically, big, I suppose. Yeah, the, the big thing for me is, look at, I have no problem with arguments. And look at, if some people don't think that's right, totally understand that. No problem at all. We've all got different trading methods. To be honest, like, John, I, I would only ever sell 20% unless, like, something crazy happens and I log on and, like, somebody's gone up 40%. Or, like, well, I have to get out. Because yeah. I bought them for a reason at that price. I usually tip it at that price. People that buy in, you know, I'm not, I'm not tipping it for somebody that buys in double the price. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I could, I could, I could easily have gone back to some of these people and given examples of. If you look at my pinned, um, on my Twitter page, my pinned one, which is Mitrovic that plays for, um, for Fulham, when I tipped him four times, five times in value, you know, I, I yeah. sold him when he doubled, right? So yeah. I've lost out, you know. But I think what's really important is there's a real big issue with these AP players and 7P players. Uh, your man, uh, Mark Quez, I don't know if you've seen this, you mightn't have been on at the time, but a Mexican yeah. captain. I remember he was there when George Campos was there, right? Which bloody George Campos with like a flamingo in goals, right? And uh, <laughs> he's retired, I think, about three seasons. I think, or yeah, he's yeah. a player coach in Mexico. I can't remember, right? I'm not going to lie. But Jesus, he's gone up to like 20p and you've got poor people seeing him on the trend list. So I've got two young lads where I work that I've gotten them in on it. And they go, oh, look at this. I bought this guy this morning. He's gone up 3p. He, he's some, I don't know, Korean fella. He must be going to, I don't know, Germany. And I was like, no, he's not. Do your research. <laughs> That's the other thing yeah. as well. No one needs to take my tips. I never force them on anybody. I, yeah. I don't. If you don't, if you don't think it's a good tip, fine. That actual guy that caused all this issue, he's actually gone up enough now. So even if you held him, and I only had 50. So the one thing about me is that some people, I think they buy 10,000. You know, there was that one guy recently, some young German lad. He went up from 20p to 70p or something like that. I, I would yeah. have been one of those people historically who would have gone on the trend list and go, geez, I better grab on quick. I've yeah. learned through being stung myself. So it's not something I ever intend to do when I go out there. I give tips based on facts. They're not always right, and I'll hold my hands up, you know. I'll give an example. There was one fellow I tipped the last day. I didn't do my own research, and some lad came back and goes, well, you better be careful. It's not confirmed, but there was links to Saudi Arabia or something, or you got a big contract. Now, I don't think he's going to go, but I hold my hands up and go, that's my fault. And I even said on, yeah. on Twitter, you know, I made a mistake. You know, a yeah. lot of the time it's just being quick. It's not deliberate. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is there's two ways to look at it. Is I think it's because you brand yourself a tipster as well that people yeah. will be more likely yeah. to listen to you or assume okay this guy knows what he's on about he's a tipster and he's x amount of thousand followers. I think 
what the way I would do it or the way I've done it historically is I just essentially think out loud and ask for opinions and try and spot mm. value. So mm. I think, although essentially we're probably both doing the same thing, I'm saying Seamus Coleman represents great value, X amount of PB wins last season, da 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 da. What do you think? That comes across completely differently than your name being tipster and this guy represents great value and blah, 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 blah. So I think it's it's all optics. And I think a lot what a lot of people do is they they love I don't know. People love an argument on Twitter. It's a toxic <laughs> environment. And if you and if you're saying you're a tipster and you fuck up a tip, people love getting stuck in India. <laughs> and <laughs> obviously we've already talked discussed the fact that you hung yourself out to dry. But look, uh we'll move on from that one. I think you you've definitely you've you've I don't know, explained you know yourself what? to an Can extent there for people who are listening. Yeah. One thing to say as well, I think that's really great feedback. Nobody's ever articulated like that. And do you know something? I'm not saying to change, you know, my, my system around them, but you know what? I like the way you've said that. Just to actually ask for opinions, open up to a discussion, especially if you're confident in your pick, it should actually yeah. reinforce it. For me, a big issue, and I'll be honest, is time with my work, what I do. I'm in charge, I'm in charge of about 40 people where I work. And a lot of it is just laziness, and I just bash it out. And I think it's something I need to work on as well. So honestly, that's the great thing about talking to people. Twitter is brilliant. Yeah. The amount of fellas I know, friends I've actually made to go for a point with, you know, there's a lot of scumbags, but that's just the world. <laughs> Let's be honest, you know. Yeah, yeah, Unfortunately, is, I seem absolutely. to attract them a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's great. So do you know what? Actually, that's great feedback and something I'll, I'll take on I'll take on board. That's something actually. to think about anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll answer a nice easy question here now. And it's actually a question I quite like. Um, Floody FIs asked, with Football Index announcing they're releasing a new look platform soon, what new features would you both like to see? Do, do you um, want to kick off on that one yourself? Yeah, or, absolutely. Yeah, because I think I, you're I newer. Know. Yeah. yeah, well, I think flowing from the last question, actually, when you mentioned the trend on this, I'd like to see it removed or changed, first <laughs> off. Um, I agree. Because I do yeah. think it, it, it really does set up new users to, to fail straight off the bat. Um, I don't know, there's been a, yet discussed with um, Football Index Focus I think it was on my first podcast a couple of weeks ago I think we discussed maybe doing it based on pennies risen I thought that was a great idea percentage. but uh, yeah and it, it might be, mightn't be the be all and end all there might be an even better way or it might just be good to get rid of it completely I don't mm. know but I'd like to see something change with it I'd love now I'm basing this off my phone I use the the Apple sort of app um, so that's what that's the interface and platform I use I don't really go onto the computer unless I need to do specific things um such as by the way this is a bit off top it's on topic but it's off topic can anyone tell me can you cancel a sell order through the app i can't seem to cancel a sale because i've had it before where i go and i stick up 20 ronaldos to sell and then something comes out and you realize okay he's going to go up or he's great value now and i'm on my phone at work and i can't i can't cancel the sell order i have to log on through the internet i'd like oh, to see that change left if you swipe less, it should have a red cancel button. Does it? Am I, have I it been does, that? It should do. Let me see. I'm going to try this now. Well, you want to try And also, the thing as well, John, is they've done so many updates as well, which don't seem to come up on the Apple Store as, a, you know, as, a, yeah. as an update uh, notification. So oh. I've done it because they've changed the way. Did it work for you when you... It Make does sure it's work. not someone you want to keep now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've, I'm definitely leaving them to sell. But um, and you know what's funny? I'm gonna I'm gonna share this with you. Is it's Tony Cruz and it's one future because of my OCD to get it back to a level figure. That's that. that I keep looking at it and it's been there for like a week, and I'm actually thinking I'm such a dickhead. Like I should probably just keep it. Do you know what? I'm gonna keep it. Fuck it. 
Do you know what? I'm one of the most OCD <laughs> people ever. I want, yeah, yeah. And that's my missus. I'm the scruffiest person to live with. But I tell you what, it has to either be 100 or 50. I hate yeah. seeing 371 or 73. It drives yeah. me mental. Like I had 51 Tony Cruz there and I was like, I need to get rid of one of them. Like, but it's all there. I'm like, fuck it, I'll just keep it. Anyway, I'd like, uh, now this is something else you might actually sort out for me. Notifications for when I sell players or when they're sold. I've, there's a wee alert button on the top left when you open the screen and it tells you you've sold such and such, you've sold such and such, but I don't get an actual notification to my phone, even though notifications are on when someone sells. I think that would be good. Or if you could turn notifications on for more trade-specific things. Um, I think that would be absolutely amazing, to be honest. And I think the notifications is a thing that's massively missing as well. I think the one thing I would say about notifications is sometimes random ones are saying, look who's jumped can also yeah. affect the market, being honest. Yeah, I don't and agree I think with them. That can be, look, I have to be honest, as somebody who's got a big pro, uh, portfolio, I'll hold my hands up, I'm not massively in the top guys, but it always seems to be a Sancho or it seems to be an Mbappe or, you know, I think it doesn't help new traders because they don't have the money to have 2,000 or 3,000 yeah. of those. So I think it'd be great, and I, going back to what you said, actually, John, is and if more opinion pieces, as in we have noticed xyz yeah. has happened this morning please comment get discussion you know get a bit yeah. of you know F, fi community participation as well and it had let people it's not anyone dominating the conversation because what i love about the f they've done a recent thing i'm not sure if you've seen it where they say please don't look at the below replies who yeah do you think who do you think's be? a must hold I or whatever think that's great because it makes it very kind of uh, democratic and it's not even someone like me who's got maybe a decent following you know, throwing something out there and then people has their, have their opinion of me. It's a lot more neutral. So I think yeah. I think you're spot on. Do you know something that drives me absolutely mental is someone that ha- I've got so many players, right? And I, I'm more long-term. But, you know, you might stick up, like I was saying, John, I might stick up 20 if I've got 200, just to see. A lot of the time, why I do it is I might miss that some news has happened. And if he gets sold, I might be quick on it because I go, oh, why is he sold? And I might actually buy back again. I'll risk the 20 I sell or the two or three. But when you click that just notification... Just to out the liquidity, I suppose, ex- to see ex- how quick they're going. Exactly. Now, what happens, though, John, the problem is when you click into that, it brings up the player. But you have to click that about 20 times to allow you to sell or buy more. Yeah. Which is really annoying because it could be really good, like a fluid market. It's like I do eToro. I get a notification. I go in. Something's happened on the market. Oh, great. The report's come out. What time is their annual report going to come out? I'll grab more. I wanted to buy more. You know, I think yeah. that, that could be useful. Notifications are really important now on smartphone use. Yeah, absolutely. And um, there's definitely other things to get notified of. And I don't know if it's a case of order books further down the line and whatever. We'll not get into it too much. But uh, though, it'd be nice to be able to set yourself. Cannot yeah, wait it'd be nice to be able to set yourself a notification, like notify me if Ronaldo hits three quid or whatever. It'd be nice to be able to go in because it can't be that fucking hard to do in this day and age. No. With the amount of money they're throwing about being shirt sponsors for stuff, get some half decent app developer with, I don't know, who's like, they, they have to be able to do that. I no, mean, no, I, don't I think apps, you're right. Spot but... on. And also, let's be honest, while we're on it, but if it's a wish list thing, wouldn't it be lovely on the day? to see a pop-up, and I think uh, Adam Coles mentioned it, about um, if someone scores and what you're actually yeah. making on dividends. And it makes it more visual because the one problem... That would actually I be think, very good. Wouldn't it, John? Because you know what? The thing that lads always say to me is, you know what? I'm, my bet, I can cash out. Look how much I've made. Sometimes you don't know and you have to work it out. And you know, look, at everyone's visual. 
especially lads that are gambling, yeah. is that immediate return? And we have to be careful. Is it? It is gambling. It's uh, you know under the betting commission. But I look at it as an investment. That's that's how I look at it. It's a long term investment yeah. for me. But I that, think that could that's... really draw users. I think that's very interesting. Yeah, I actually haven't thought of that or heard about it before, which I'm sure it's been battered around a good bit. But like, I think that you have won a quid because mm. Ronaldo scored a goal. I keep saying Ronaldo here. I'm not a big holder of Ronaldo, <laughs> by the way. It's just he's like the player who jumps out in my head for examples. But um, yeah, if it jumped, if it popped up and said Ronaldo just scored, you got a quid or whatever. Like that, mm. that's very like visual and very the, the endorphins would get flowing from that. So yeah, I do like that. Um, and the last sort of thing that I would maybe change if they, the new look platform bit would be to kind of help for new users, such as like a quick sort of run through the app or like, do you know, whenever you open the portfolio page, if it like had, you know, where it kind of highlights the wow, different brilliant. parts of it and a brilliant. little like box off it saying, this is where you can do this. This is where you do this. This is what a dividend is. Do you know, in the different sections, because like there's too many people who don't know things that they should know. And I said this a couple of weeks ago, it's all very well asking certain questions but there's people who ask what a dividend is it's like mate you need to look where you're putting your money you're honestly honestly you're setting yourself up for failure here do you know and it, it is funny but like it's not at the same time these are like actual people that go and sticking their money into something and Big not money. have a fucking Big notion well. what a, yeah yeah like um but yeah that, that's that's they're the things i'd change is there anything you'd that I didn't mention that you would like to see different? Maybe one, and I'd say you're a very articulate, intelligent fella. I'm a very lazy, time-conscious <laughs> time well, person. You. No, no, honestly, is something I struggle with. And there's a, a few lads that I follow, and you know what? They're brilliant. I won't mention their names, but, you know, on the IPD cycles, I have no clue half the time where I'm at. I buy incorrectly. Yeah. Is it 30 days? Is it not 30 days? What I do, to be honest, is, and I've done is I've bought very early, and I've just bought in advance for the capital appreciation. And then I'll, I'll make a decision if I think they're value or they're not anymore. I still think there's value in IPD. I think it'll rocket in August. And then, of course, it'll become the gambling effect where it'll go up and go down on how they perform. But you can make yeah. a fortune out of that if you, if you manage it. I find it incredibly hard to manage personally. I, I don't want to have another spreadsheet to time when I exit a player. Let's be honest as well, John. You know, everyone's going to be exiting at the same time. You're going to get stung. Then it's like the worry around that. You're looking at your portfolio. You're massively up. Then it's a massive dip. I think it's an excellent feature. I personally think yeah. 45 days would be better. My worry is these 30 days, just the timing of it, when you look when the season starts, and I've done a little bit of research, it's going to be very hard to time those, you know? But yeah. what I love about it is it rewards research, research in advance. Who's going to do well? You said a great thing about your, I think a second ago, about the accumulator. A lad would not go on and just go, I'll lash it on to five teams. They'll research it and they'll look it up and they'll talk to the boys, but people will just lash on and go, oh, he's not a bad player. Here's 400 quid in him. I think, yeah. I think, I think that's something that, I, I've done with a few of the lads at work. I'm an old fella now, I'm 36, right? So I've got to that stage now where I'm helping younger fellas and I've given them a few quid to just do football index themselves. And you know what? It's a great way to learn about trading, about risk, yeah, about reward. Some of the stuff you've mentioned as well about dividends, the amount of people that don't know anything and they've learned so much from using the index. So I think stuff like this makes it very complicated and it can turn people off because they go, one of the young fellas said to me, he goes, why suddenly is he down? I said, oh, well, when did you buy him? Oh, I didn't know about that. Is there anything on the app that can do that? That there isn't. Oh, that's not really fair. Now I've lost. You know, I know it's fair. Yeah. It's a platform. You're rewarded for putting the effort in. But let's be honest. If you're nineteen, twenty, you know your football. You might know the investment bit. A little thing that just had a timer 
or give you a little countdown or a bar chart in, in the portfolio. You know, I know that sounds, but make it very visual and you can actually see yeah. how long's left that they qualify, something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that completely. Um, I think we've answered that question. Moving on, I'm going back to a hard one here, but uh, first off, Ryan Pierce actually, it's it's a mentioning what we've already talked about, so but I'll just mention it so he knows that I'm not not mentioning it. Yeah, to you. he, he wants to know. He's, you very, right. he's very sensitive, so yeah, make yeah. sure you recover. <laughs> do you, do you, I'm not getting involved. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> no, all right, no, do right. you do you regret not cropping the screenshot you posted on Twitter that showed you were market selling no. the player? You just put your pen. Absolutely you don't regret it. Not. No, yeah, absolutely not. I made, I, made, I made a mistake. What, do you know what was the mistake? I sold 10 out of 50 that I had. Look, at, if I had sold 1,000 and I dumped the market, and they can, people can go back in the charts and stuff. To be honest with you, I can't be bothered. I made a mistake. People can follow me. They don't need to follow me. I've not killed anybody right, that I've been caught for. No, am I joking? Yeah. This, this, is, not, <laughs> this is not a sting operation, is it? You're going to lull me in. Uh, you know, I, 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 I've, look, at. It, is it wrong? I actually don't think it's wrong. Honestly, I don't. I th- what I think is wrong is what happened uh, three, week, uh, three weeks ago with that young fella that went up 60p. What I think is wrong is 7p players, you know, that are going up to 20p and someone buys it. I, I tipped that guy because I, I believed that he was near his yeah. IP, IPO price. The other thing that people need to realize is a lot of these tips are given, they're near their IPO price. So why I, why I give them out is because they're low risk. I, yeah. I think the bigger risk is people saying buy Neymar buy Pogba, put all your 40%, 50% of your money into three players who could get injured. Why not yeah. buy 10 players that are diversified? You can take 10 of my tips. I'll be arrogant. At least 60% of them will work out. If you diversify, you're going to be up. And I could, yeah. I could go on and I could take screenshots of messages from people saying thank you for the tips and money that they've made. I'm, I'm not here for thank yous. They're my opinions, what I believe. Um, a fair play to you for that. You know, I know you need to ask that question, and it's very fair. I hope I've addressed it. People still won't be happy. They still have their perception of me. They don't know me. They don't know the stuff that yeah. I do in my own life and how I help people. That's up to them. It's not for me to justify myself. But that, that's what happened. It was a mistake. I hold my hands up. But I wouldn't regret it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't undo it. Yeah. Now, this, this is – I'm, like, I'm going to go out on a bit of a fucking limb here. Like, I – I'm being completely honest when I say I have not looked back through your Twitter more yep. than maybe two weeks. There's a lot of tweets there. You know yourself, you're very active. <laughs> I, <laughs> I very have, diplomatic. I, I have not been sitting there hunting through to find your tips and da-da-da and judge them and stuff. But what I'm kind of getting in my head from talking to you and listening to what people are saying is, right, it's, it's kind of what I already said to you and you said, like, yeah, great feedback or whatever, is the kind of the difference between tipping someone. And I, do you tell me this? I haven't looked. Do you give many like stats or reasons or like yes? Do you justify things when you post them or do you just post saying fucking no. Sarabi a great great no. player? One of the things that pisses people off is like I wish SofaScore was paying me. Honestly, I am trying to get because <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm all about the stats. My interest is I'm I'm an accountant and I'm geeky when it comes to stats. I love the stats bit. I, I love football. Yeah. I love watching it. Right. You know, I used to play a little bit as well. So I have a, a decent knowledge, but there's some lads on there that are brilliant and I've learned so much, but I'm good at finding value. So like, oh, I, I won't. No, I won't mention names, right? But, you know, Illich, actually, I've already said it. So Illich, how he's the price he is. The reason is because he's 31. He plays for Atalanta. Uh, Gomez maybe might overshadow him on his baseline, but Illich will get you at least 12 goals a season. I tipped him when he's about 40p old school money. He's now gone tripled in price. I've kept him all that time because I believe in him. I can show a screenshot that shows 
what I have. But you know, there's part of me, there's the there's the Irish bit of me that just why should I bother? Life's too short, you know. Yeah. Um, I always give stats. That's the one thing. People can say anything they want about me, but I always have screenshots of this season. Now, occasionally I might get the wrong season because I'm in a rush. And part of yeah. the problem I have is I I just bash them out. It's not deliberate. And I might occasionally make a mistake. That that is something I'll hold my hands up to. But always yeah. stat based, you know, and people can go through mine when if they don't know me the last two weeks, come back to me and I know that they don't agree with. But don't don't yeah. be racist. Don't be racist and don't threaten. That that's unacceptable. I won't go down that road on the podcast. But look at, you know, there's a lot of stuff as well that I've I've had. And someone asked about me blocking people. Well, why? For my own sanity, I block people again. Well, that, that's what I was actually going to get on to next. It was Nick LFC asked, do you feel blocking someone on Twitter is a simple way to avoid having a discussion around the value of the player and therefore maintain a good rep? Going unchallenged keeps up appearances. Also, do you or have you, do you currently or have you ever had other Twitter accounts that engage? And I suppose that's what I was going to ask you because I'm trying to work out why people hate you so much. Not everyone now, that, that's very strong. Why there is a, a part of the community that, isn't aren't there your biggest fans and i'm trying to work it out in my head from not having gone back and looked at things because I'm, honest, wondering, you know, I'm not yeah. the most articulate at times i bash out stuff i tip a lot of players i honestly i think a lot of this got to do is because uh, when everyone else was going for the big players and everyone else was touting the big players i'd be going for the cheaper players i've all, i've always done yeah. that so i'm a contrarian i don't go with the flow of things um i used to try and engage back and have a laugh with people then there was some racist stuff and some other bits and bobs and I was just like, for my own sanity, it should be fair to that fellow. That's a very fair question. I can understand where he's coming from. Maybe yeah. maybe in hindsight, maybe I have blocked people that shouldn't have been blocked. And I'll hold my hands yeah. up to that. Because, you because know there is that side of it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's you're, you're, it's feeding the fire to an extent that people will, like, and it's just what people will do. If you're blocking people, they're going to say, he doesn't want me shooting down his player because he wants to pump up the price and doesn't want opinions. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes back to the difference between tipping and sort of asking for opinions. If you're putting it out there saying, look, shoot me down. Why should no. you tell? Like, yeah. I, think this is the, I think this guy's the next fucking Neymar. Prove me wrong. Do you know, it's, it's a different type of thing. And I suppose what he's getting at, and I'd say there's probably a few of them based on the questions that feel the same way. They're thinking you're blocking people so that you don't have to to converse with them or like see the other side uh, as to why and a player you know what? Buy, I think bad hold. A very fair point. And you know what? I take this opportunity to apologize. I can guarantee you there's probably 25% of people that shouldn't have been. But if you, yeah. if you put yourself in the shoes of the person as well, so yeah. when you've got someone DMing your racist stuff, and just yeah, like, no, I get and, that. And, I do get know, that. You, you do. It's just psychological and human nature. You go right, bang, bang. Another problem I've had is people that are getting other people to follow me, so they can report back to a person that I have blocked. So, oh, yeah, 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 we won't go down. Let, let's not go down that road. There's, yeah, there's you can two get too three, deep into that. Let's not get deep into that, and let's just leave it. But just to be factual, that that has happened. And obviously, again, in, in my own mind, then it's like, who has done that? Who hasn't done that? Where is this agenda coming from? Just block. And do you know something? For me, it's just like it's it's it gets quite stressful. I, do you know I'm yeah. actually quite a positive person. You know, I used to engage back and have a bit of crack, and then and then actually started getting really kind of nasty. And I was just and then I was feeling myself feeding back into it, and then yeah. and then you know yourself like it's like there's no point. It's not constructive. And again, yeah. I think you're right. I, I think from going forward, I'll make it more opinion based. And if someone wants yeah. to argue on that, perfect. But it is Twitter. And let's yeah. be honest as well. Yeah, it's yeah. an absolute sewer. It really it's is. So, I, I, it actually shocks me. Um, I try and stay impartial to the politics of Twitter and I try and not get involved. And to be honest, I think I've done an okay job of that so far. Yeah. But there's been once or twice I have been on the precipice of absolutely 
getting torn into someone for being an absolute dickhead. And it's it just, I hate just this constant negativity. Yeah. I'm not going to mention names, but um, do you know what? People might know. They they know who I'm talking about. And yeah, don't, I'm not don't, a, there's no point. That's what yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention, no, because I'm not gonna mention names. They'll mention my names. I bet because yeah. I'm blocked from other things. Uh, I've probably been mentioned on podcasts. If people want to mention me by name, I think that's pathetic. To be honest, I think they're using their influence in the wrong way. I'm not going to mention names. If people want to come for me, they want to yeah. come for me. But I think you've done a great job. And I think what really annoys me is we're all making money. Jesus, no offense. I'm here to make money. That's it. Yeah. I'm here to trade. I give out my tips. I think, you know what? This is a great forum that I need to maybe have a look at the way that I've been, I've been tipping. I apologize if anyone has taken my tips in the wrong way. I honestly don't want anyone to lose money. I honestly don't think I have. Because they're always stat based. I, yeah. uh, what I feel now, my opinion could be wrong, but I don't like yeah. the I don't like the dumping tag. Pumping, fair enough. I can't really argue because, like you said, I've put my name as a tipster. So what the hell else am I doing when I'm making my opinion? Yeah. The dumping thing, I, I definitely refute. That's not it's not something I do because it, what's the point? You're going to lose yeah, a lot yeah. of money doing that, and I'm not going to end up making any money long term that way. Yeah. And also, why would people follow me if I'm just dumping? I'm sorry, like logically. My, my followers have been keep going up and keep going up and keep going up. Now, some of it is for just controversy, right? Some people have a bit of crack with me. But how would I long-term generate that if I'm saying, I'll buy this lad, and you know what? 50 minutes later, he's down, I don't know what, 10p, or, or people are down 30%. But they're hardly going to listen to me again, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad we've we got a couple of those questions out of the way. Um, we'll try and rattle out a couple of nice ones here, um, <laughs> and we'll just try and fly through them because I think I already know, you've already answered this one. Rio Index wanted to know how many players do you own and what your ideal port size if you could choose. Oh. I own about thirty five. For me, that's kind of what I like. Any more, I'd get a bit personally. I don't really. I could maybe go up to fifty max in my head, and I could also have a few less depending on what's happening. But um, you mentioned about three hundred and fifty, so that's uh, how many you do own roughly. What's your ideal port size? Do you feel like you've too many, too little, uh, or Jesus. just right? John, I think I need psychological help, to be honest with you. I think I must be a hoarder. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. I, I'm very long term. I know this is going to be, a, obviously, the perception. I, I will send a screenshot. You know what? Because I'm sick of it. Why not? I am long term. And I want to have 30 players. So what happened was about a year and a half ago, I got rid of a load and I got down to about 100. And it's just a, so much value. And you go on index gain, you're going, yeah. That lad, yeah, definitely. Um, there's a, a young player. I, I've been making consciously not to try and buy anyone extra. And there's a young player that plays for, for Mans. I, I won't go on, but some people have been talking about him and I tipped him a couple of weeks ago. I couldn't believe I missed him. I was like, oh God, how do I not buy him? So I bought like about 500 of him. I still have him. He's gone up nearly 40%. Uh, it, it's hard. It's hard when you see value not to buy and not to keep because what happens psychologically going, ah, he only needs two or three goals and he'll get them. And imagine he'll double in price and I'll hate myself. There's nothing worse yeah. than going on to the trend list or going on to the squad list. I'm mostly squad players. And Jesus, I had him. Or why didn't I keep him? So, That's, yeah. The last, the last like literally couple of days have been that for me because I haven't been on the index that long, but I did have uh, Chalov, Fedor Chalov, and I had oh, Billy Gilmore. Yeah. Well done. Them. Well done. Yeah. No, no. It should be well done. I oh, had no. them. I don't have them. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I, I, I got goodness. rid of them to get other players in for PB for next season because I kind of changed my kind of idea. I was like, I'm going to go for PB now. Yeah, this clever. was in about May. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, they've all risen. I've mm-hmm. all like really healthy returns on pretty much everyone. <laughs> um, 
but it's not but double in price. It's, it's not. No. It's not double in price. So no, but you know what? That's learning. Um, I need to start trusting my gut a bit more when I find someone and I think they're undervalued. I should probably hang on and not be so impulsive. But you know, like it did make a profit in both those players, but it might it was neg- It was maybe ten or fifteen percent, and I thought, fuck it, I want to put my money elsewhere. When if I'd have just sat on sat on them. Do you know something? That's one of the best pieces that I've heard. I'm not just saying that on a podcast, that sentence, because it's the thing that I wish someone told me four or five months when I had started. Just trust your gut and value. I know people are annoyed at all my tips, but they're all value. They're low risk. The risk is buying Mbappe and he gets injured or he moves to somewhere where he's got massive competition. Buying someone that, like, I'll say one thing, I'm not pushing it, but I would recommend, trust me, when it comes to the, Europe, the Europa League, it's an absolute goldmine. And if people do their, their research now on Russian players, I will mention none. I won't mention any teams. But have a look at all the non-PB leagues and some of the decent players. They're near their IPO price. They will rise in value. They might get a transfer link. If they score a goal, can you imagine the spike of someone that's 12p in the Europa League and they might win a PB? Maybe, maybe not. And you know the amount of times that I've sold them off and I haven't trusted my gut and then I yeah. really regret it. And that's the one thing I do now. Maybe that's where the hoarding element comes in is because I can't get rid of them because I believe it's FOMO like it is. It's yeah, exactly what it is. And uh, that I feel the same to an extent. I think that's a, 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 like a, an interesting point where I hold like 35 players, right? And I do often think to myself, now I know that's probably, it's a much smaller portfolio than you and a lot of other people on the index. I often think to myself, if I just committed and football index buzz mentioned last week that I think she's going to try it. And it, it isn't even, it was even before that conversation. I've been thinking, I know in my head that I think, I, I, I don't mind pumping or mentioning players' names in this index. For me, a big one for this season coming forward is Raheem Sterling. I feel Raheem Sterling is going to have a belter of a season. Yeah. I think he's going to win PB. He's going to win a shitload of MB and the Euros will come. Unless he gets injured, that's what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. If people don't want to buy him, don't buy him. But I'm sort of thinking to myself, will he return more if I just commit a fair... But then there's the diversification argument. No, I'm actually thinking in my head here. And no, if he gets injured, you're fucked. You but are, like, but you're holding... Because you know what you've said? You've articulated the reasons why. Your backup is the Euros. I'll tell you for yeah. me, the big thing about what you said is always benchmark players. I don't, I, what I don't like now is, is that there's people do these polls. I hold Pogba, right? There's some people hype him up. I really hate these polls where it's like, will he be a pound 50 if he goes to Azerbaijan? Will he be too quick if he ends up working in Aldi's, right? <laughs> what but happens what, if he enters the Eurovision? It's like... <laughs> uh, no, but exactly. John. But you know what you said, which is really important is benchmark him to Sancho. I'm not knocking Sancho. But if people yeah. look at the stats of Raheem Sterling, he's in the media, he plays for England, he's got great ability, he's under an amazing manager. Okay, you're right, he may fall because he gets injured, but he'll bounce again. What will you do as a good trader? You'll probably buy more, again, because of your belief and you know the values there. People buying him, anyways, well, you know, buying another player who maybe had one decent season, he's got a, a real good track record. And I think you're right. I think it's about Gus. And 35 players are still diversified. Even if he was 10, 15%, you know in your head your figure. You know, that yeah. could bring you massive returns. And then the hedges, okay, I'll go maybe against somebody else that if he doesn't perform, he'll come in for City. You know, that's yeah. the hedge. That's the real hedge if you need to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, I do often wonder if it would be easier just to fucking 
pick a smaller amount and really commit to it. But then there's that FOMO aspect of you want to hold everyone on the index. Um, but that's just something well, people though. need to... It's time, time yeah. People well, just yeah. need to decide what's right for them. And that's something I can't reiterate enough. It's just like, what's right for you? Do you have the time? Do you not? One um, thing for new traders before we move on is, and I just it's a jokey thing, but practical. The amount of times that I have players in my portfolio I've forgotten about and they score and I don't sell them or I don't hit it yeah. because I've got too many. So I honestly, not just saying giving any advice but i think you're right for me 35 to 50 of players you believe in because you're going to end up with rubbish i have so much rubbish in my portfolio as well i can't seem to get rid of them because i just it's this whole thing where i want them to go back in the green and then i'll get rid of them which is stupid you know it's something i need to work on we are getting we've only probably i don't know how long you've left really before you need to shoot on but um if we're judging it by the previous podcast or lengths we've probably only got about 20 minutes or so so um, if you need to go before that, give me a wee heads up. No, I'm enjoying uh, it, honestly. Good, uh, good. Yeah, no, honestly, I am too. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, we'll try and really just rattle these ones out quickly and not digress yeah. too much, just to get because I do want to give everyone a bit of an answer, but yeah. we'll probably not get around to all the questions. Um, just without really getting into it too much, what's your least favorite and your favorite tip you've given? Uh, That's right. Moz R yeah. asked that. Yeah, at uh, least favorite is Lukaku. Uh, that I briefly touched on because that was yeah. rather stupid and I, I, I bought into the FOMO. What's the best tip I've given? Oh, God. Uh, weirdly, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not sponsored by Atalanta, but initially, but uh, Gomez, uh, yeah, I think he's an absolutely player. amazing player. He went, he was linked to China or Saudi Arabia. I knew he wouldn't go because I did my research. And I've got, you mentioned, uh, I usually don't have more than six or 7% in the player, but I went about 15% into him at one stage. I just believe in him. I still think he's really cheap. I don't understand yeah. how he's so cheap. It's age. But they'd be my, my two favourites. And yeah, uh, sorry, my I... favourite. Yeah, well, no, that, that's good. That's good. Um, Gomez, just, just to digress a little bit on him, I know I said we need to rattle on through, but like, he's... <laughs> We're uh, Irish. I, We're Irish. I get don't on worry him. about it. We're doing really good. <laughs> I get on him at about, I don't know, 73 pay or something. I was over the moon because wow. I've, <laughs> I play FIFA and I was uh, <laughs> over the moon. He's been in my FIFA Ultimate Team team for like months best player in it fucking yeah. lightning fast i was like this guy is unbelievable in fifa is anywhere near as good in real life and obviously i had seen him posting decent pb scores and stuff looked him up and was like fucking hell yes he's undervalued because of age and i love those players yeah. my portfolio is honestly and it's it's maybe stupid i'm just opening it here i have so many like of the 35 players i'd say at least 50 percent of them are 30 or above and they're just those kind of value pb proven winner type people do you know like fucking mm-hmm. Aaron Gwiz, um oh yeah how, how how is he so well anyway he's not pushing but how is he so cheap Jesus I don't get it and yeah. I mean what age is it you never you can never trust the ages on football <laughs> but it says he was born in 89 well, so he's 30 dead. years old yeah there's yeah. one Florentina lad that keeps playing every week he must be dumb <laughs> um who else is there? there's a load of them kind of like that um cannot no Canales is young enough Whereas I'm not look, I'm, I'm, I'm no, but Mer- Mer- here, Mertens but... might be the best for PB, but IPD like Dre Mertens, like he's he's. Oh, it wasn't one. even it wasn't even him. I had who was it? I mentioned someone else, but I don't actually hold Mertens. But um, even just you know the likes of um Parejo and stuff. But yeah, I think there's a lot of value in that. If you look at someone who's thirty, people don't like it, but there's a lot of PB to be had there. And if you get them, I that's something I actually wanted to get into. We'll go to that question next, even though I wasn't going to. Is Mort's asked? He actually asked another. Question, which we've probably get in. I think you actually answered already. He wanted to know: Would you label yourself as a pumper or dumper, prolific trader who buys almost any player and tries to sell their abilities? Blah blah blah. 
uh, you must have a massive port. Can you explain your strategy, please? I think you've already kind of done that. Um, yeah, and I think but, just just to reiterate, look at maybe pumping. Hold my hands up. I have to work. I, I will take the feedback, not from you. You're not interrogating me, but you're just being a very honest opinion. You don't know me, and I think you're representing yeah. the community. And I have to take the feedback back, the proper feedback. You know, there's certain yeah. things I'm, I'm going to ignore. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and I think it's value. The big thing is it doesn't matter if you're three quid or you're 50p or you're 20p. If you believe that person is value, I'm not pumping sterling. I'll be honest, I don't hold them as of yet because it's just yeah. not my strategy. But I think that he represents value. And I could maybe justify someone at 35p that I think value. One person I would say is good for people to research as an example of that would be Roberto Torres, who has been promoted with Osasuna. Won't say any more than that. You don't need to buy but that could be the two ends, and he's about thirty-five p. Yeah, just see what you think, and and to yeah. open it up, if people want to, t- you know, message back and include yourself, that's an opinion to open it up, and people can agree or disagree. That's you know, see what they think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but more to the second question, which I want to get to, was another question. Please, he wants to ask a more friendly one, as he feels it's been a bit brutal so far. <laughs> <laughs> what research tools do you use, and what criteria do you go to buy for? Do you go? buy for buying and selling players i think he's sort of saying what what sort of criteria do you like i'll just start, start on that one there um i the reason i jumped to this question was because i was mentioning those older players like aaron guiz and gomez and stuff what i fucking adore <laughs> is a high implied dividend yield i love that feature yeah. um brilliant, i think it tells it? you an awful lot yeah it's brilliant um because there are those players and it, it happens often in like teams like say city where the defenders like say kyle walker i don't even know he, he mightn't have a it mightn't be pertinent to him, but just speculating off the yeah. top of my head, where you've got someone like Laporte at the back making a million passes and doing well. He's going to win that defender PB if City do well. And even if Kyle Walker plays a blinder and scores 180 points or 200 points from the on the PB matrix, um, there's a high chance he's going to lose out. It's like being in a Barcelona forward with Messi there. It's like your implied dividend yeah, your implied dividend yield is what you should be winning based on your score um not what you've actually won and i think that's very important um, but it is also important to see when you see the high in, implied dividend yield and their actual dividend yield if there's a massive difference between them which happens quite regularly in situations like i described there there's a reason for it and watch out for it because there's just a fucking animal of a pb um like <laughs> an animal for the pb matrix in the team um it's like people playing in psu and amor like good luck do you know? Um, Do you know I'm what? Kind That's... of digress there and going no, on a bit no, of a no. ramble. But... Can I say something? A, a time, and I'm conscious of your time as well, so we'll, we'll wrap it up. But. I think you have that's a really important point, and I'm not saying to labour, but I think that's something that people don't realise. I think Carl Walker is a great example. I think he's a he's a good player. I'll put him in my fantasy football. Who was that? Sorry, team. Pogba. Uh, no, sorry, Walker. Carl Walker. Walker I think sorry. You, yeah. I think you picked a great example, John. I think that, that you couldn't have yeah. picked a better one because he's he's a good player. I know people hate him, but I think he's a good player. He's got great stats. I wouldn't buy him. I wouldn't touch him with a barge pole because it's just a lottery. It yeah. he will never win, it. and it's such a shame. But people yeah. need to be conscious of that. They also need to be non-emotional as well. Just because you're a good player doesn't mean that you're good on football index. You know, I think Gomez is a great example of both for me personally. Yeah. But Mbappe, I've never owned him because I think he's a, I think he's a wonderful player. I think, I think he's going to challenge Neymar for the title of the best player in the world. I think he has everything. But I've never owned him because yeah. he's never, he's never going to win against Neymar with that baseline unless there was one just to give you an example he got two goals 
And I think one was a game-winning goal, and he still lost out to Di Maria, I think it was, for um, yeah. for star player. By the way, I've got a cat now who wants to jump on the computer. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, we can pause the interview if you want. No, we'll, we'll <laughs> see, fire see what I did there? Yeah, see what I, I, did I saw that at all. God. Let's just Hey! No, just uh, very quickly in the Walker thing, I'm just looking there. He actually won zero PB dividends in the last season. However, his implied dividends were 10p, which is uh, 20% of his value. So it's, yeah, that, that's something important. If you're if you're new to the index or whatever, you're doing your research, you see an implied dividend yield, it's very high, and his actual dividends are much lower. Think about it. Um, but he asked to know what research, sorry, Mortz wanted to know which research tools we use. We both sort of mentioned it. I use index gain. Um, I, I love them. I, I really can't recommend them better and they don't pay me to do this i just really can't recommend them enough the buzzbot sort of feature on slack and large price movers and stuff like that i just i think it's brilliant i i'd agree i would also say sofa score if you're not so technical you i'm not making an assumption about you john but you seem very good with your stats and, and i don't know your own yeah, background I, 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 I find sofa score look at very good because it just gives you a bit of form it gives you the goals they score and the assists. Again, it won't give you the in-depth, but you know it gives yeah. you like their, their passing as well. You can make a good informed choice from that. If you don't want to spend the money, I think it's money well spent. I, I And I'll hold my hands up. I'm only on, on gain for the last two or three months, and I resisted because I'm cheap. And I just thought, yeah. why will I spend seven quid? But because of the time I have, and it's limited, it really helps. You go on there, you do your filter. You know, a big thing I would say if you're using this, I'm so silly, is... Goalkeepers, their average price is really rocketed up now. And the average price of a keeper, you could even do a simple thing like sort by value of price, look at the clean sheet ratio and go, why is that fella undervalued? It's only time before people realise he should be worth more. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, Allison was a great one for me. I love that. I got him there a while ago when I had the whole Champions League bit. and wow. A lot of value there if you get lucky. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've seen his values really shot up recently. So there's definitely something there. Um, let me see. What do we do next? I want to just actually talk very... I'm going to go on a bit of a monologue here um, to try and explain short trading to people because uh, football connoisseur seemed a bit frustrated. He can't seem to get an answer off anyone um, and he wants us to discuss short in the market. Um, I'll try and describe it to the best of my knowledge um, first and then sure maybe we'll have a quick chat about it. So... For those of you out there who don't know what short in the market is, I'm going to try my best to explain it. It is quite complicated, and you might need to rewind this a few times a little bit for 15 or 30 seconds to really understand it. Um, But if Football Index were to allow it in absolute layman's terms, like broken down to proper basics, this is how I think it would work. I could be wrong, and people, if I am wrong, please, if you understand this better than me, message me and explain it to me. Um, So... In my understanding, when you think a player's value is going to plummet, you'd essentially borrow or open a position of, uh, for example, 100 futures from a football index. You're borrowing 100 futures from them. They're the broker, and for the duration of the time you've borrowed these 100 futures, you would pay a maintenance fee, which basically means you pay them a fee based on the duration of time you borrow the future for. So if you borrow 100 Neymar for a week, you would be paying them every day, or I don't know if it's an R-based thing or what it is, you would pay them for the time you hold those Neymars. 
So it's in your interest when you're shorting to do it quickly. You don't want to be buying someone thinking they're going to... You couldn't buy someone now like Messi and hold him for three years and hope he retires and his value goes to zero. That's not how it would work because you're paying maintenance fees. Anyway, what you do when you borrow those shares is you'd sell them immediately to some dickhead who doesn't have as much foresight as you and, and doesn't realize that this player is going to implode and drop in value, right? So let's say you sell them those 100 for 500 pounds, five pounds per share. Then the next week, if that player's value does indeed plummet, you'd buy 100 futures of them back from the market for say four pounds per share or 400 pounds. So you sold them for 500, you bought them back for 400. You've got 100 quid in your back pocket. You'd return the 100 futures you've just bought to Football Index. You'd pay them your fees and you'd walk away with your profit, which is essentially the difference in the money you made there, which was 100 quid minus your fees. So that's how shorten works. That's how it's profitable. We get into what happens if it doesn't work out. So alternatively, if his value was to rise after you sell the borrowed futures, so you borrow them off FI and you sell them. On deciding to cut your losses, um, so his value rises after you've sold them. If you decide, okay, I'm losing too much money here, you want to cut your losses, you would essentially pay the difference to make up the value of the future. So if you bought it when it was, if you borrowed them when it was a quid a future, he rises to 110 and you borrowed 100 of them you would pay a tenner to football index to make up the value of the futures that you borrowed to what they currently are worth. And you would also pay the fees for borrowing the futures. I'm getting a wee bit into it here and it's a bit in depth, but I think a lot of people kind of should understand what shorting is. And you might know more about this than me, by the way. Um, no, I'm but, learning so much. Keep going. I, I, um, I know a little bit about it, but I think you're really explaining the commission because people trying, don't yeah. understand that. I could be wrong here, and I really want people to correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, but I wanted to try and give football connoisseurs some sort of answer. He probably knows what shorten is, by the way, um, <laughs> so we'll have to discuss it, but this is for everyone else who wonders. Um, so you would pay the fee, you'd make up the value of the future, and you'll have lost a bit of money. And without getting really, really technical or in-depth about it, because to be honest, as I've already said, I'm a wee bit over my head here and I'm bluffing it, but the really scary thing with shorten is this, right? Normally, when you buy a future, there's a chance that the future will drop to a price of zero, as we've seen recently with Aryan Robin. So that's kind of the worst case scenario when you normally buy one. With shorten, it's the opposite from how you'd normally trade. So it's bad for you when the price rises, not when it falls. So if you were to borrow or, as I say, open a position of 100 futures, let's say at one pound per future, okay? So that's 100 pounds. And the price rises to 250 per future, which is 250 pounds, right? That's bad for you. What some brokers will require, or maybe all, is that you'd have the balance in your account to cover the difference. So they need to guarantee you can cover shit hitting the fan here. So if he was, if you bought them when they were worth £100 and you sold them, you're expecting his value to plummet. But really, it's rocketed because he's just transferred to Manchester United. He's now worth 250 per future. You have 100 futures. That's 150 quid that you've essentially lost out on because you're going to need to pay that back to FI to make up the value of the futures. Does that make sense? I, I think I you've really, you? no, no, I think you've really explained it. And look, at you can go on uh, Google and you can search around it, but the most important thing you've mentioned is the last point and the commission point. And look, yeah. at, I, I'm not going to make any assumptions about what traders we have, but I could guarantee for 10% of people, it'll be amazing. It'll be a great trading opportunity. I really worry. For people that, I'll give an example, are buying a retired player or a semi-retired player because he's on the trend list, somebody that could just take a chance because they think someone got injured. Can you imagine the shorten that would happen then? How the market would react, yeah. how people would get stung, when it rebounds. Um, I, I, I've done shorting myself. I, I find the thing difficult is the mentality. 
Yeah. It's your your trading mentality, whether you're a, you know, you're more positive, which shorting you're looking for the negative, which can be difficult. Yeah. And I'll tell you something that you've covered brilliantly, John, is is how short term it is by its nature. People yeah. think you can short someone, hold it there for six months, you'll end up making nothing. And then they'll turn around and go, oh, why didn't I make any profit and loss? You know, in these trading accounts, you get fees, profit yeah. and loss. They don't understand the fee element because I have to be careful. Uh, of there's a, a trading school that I, I went to one time and they were really helpful and honestly it's very difficult to make a living from trading it really is you know of i think they say and correct me wrong people afterwards but i think within the first three months 70 percent of people that open one of these trading accounts leave and leave with a loss yeah. And then of that other 30%, 10 to 15% will break even. And then you've got the 15% success rate. You can even see it in something like eToro from the copiers. And you can look through the, the metrics. And I think shorting is brilliant and it really works. But you have to have your technical knowledge and the risks involved, especially some of the younger lads maybe yeah. joining the index as well. I think it's incredibly dangerous. And I think if it's not done correctly, it can really taint the product. I think order books is a better way around in a weird yeah. way. Because I think it's not shorting, but you know what I mean with order books. It's, I, I think it's a bit lower risk and it gives you elements of shorting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, I'll just quickly finish the tiny summary and then I'll tell you what I think about it being on Football Index. I was kind of mentioning there, if you'd bought them when they were worth, those 100 futures were worth £100 and it rose to £250, the broker, like Football Index, would probably require that you have the balance to cover the difference in your account. So let's say you only had £150 sitting in your balance and it hits that. What they will probably do and what a lot of brokers do do is they would essentially close your position automatically mm -hmm. and auto-sell mm -hmm. because they can't guarantee that you can cover any further losses and you'll have lost an awful lot of money. So they will just be like, all right, okay, you've nothing more in your account. You can't guarantee that you can cover if this guy keeps rising. We're going to auto-sell and you just, it's done. You've lost a lot of money. I think... It's nice to have options, right, on the football index. And I think there are, as you say, like 10% might make some money out of it. But it is fucking complex. Mm. It is it is hard to get your head around if you're not into trading or actual investing on other markets and stuff. It's it's not just as easy as buy them and hope is, is price will rise. There's a lot to it. There's hidden fees, not hidden fees, but there's fees. There's it, it is complicated. And I think it could see a lot of new users get burned. I do. Um, well, and I'll I think give you a the more complicated you make it. Yeah, yeah, the more complicated you make the the index. I don't know if it's a good thing, but I do I, get I, that it could be a very good thing for some people. I think you honestly, that's a pretty great summary. Because I'll tell you what, I'll give a the only reason I'm going to finish on is I'll give a practical example. I lost two grand recently on forex, and it was a blown account because they just yeah. closed the account. That was it. Done. You dusted. You've lost everything. Yeah, and that. That, that will be very hard for some people that put a nice chunk of money in. And also, I think another part of it is, it's, I think a great thing you asked me is like a journey or the, your football index journey. For me, it, it is a community. Forget about all the, like you said, dickheads around. Right? It is a good community. And it's, it's a passion and it's a hobby. And could you imagine you work your way up and then you start to short, let's say it comes in and you blow your whole account after being yeah. on there for a year and a half. Like, I think it would massively taint the product. And that, that can happen. <laughs> It has, as you said, happened to you on another platform. Like it, it does happen. It's not, it like, yeah, it's very real and very dangerous. And there's a lot of money to be lost. Um, we'll ask one more, I suppose, and that'll probably hit us up to about the one hour fifteen mark in total, where um most of the the other two podcasts have been. Um, let me see. I have a few here. 
we'll keep it nice. We'll finish on a nice note, but there is a little bit of controversy in this one that I want to talk about. Yeah, please, far ahead. Very quickly, we'll, we'll not go on too long. 78P Jesus has asked, are your tips derived by attending games, having contacts in the youth team slash scouting networks and or watching trainings, training sessions in the pissing down rain or are they plucked from YouTube, scouting handbooks, football manager, stats bomb, etc.? Can I just mention something this first, right? I don't know 78P Jesus or his relationship to you, right? But in fairness, I feel this question is implying that the latter form of scouting isn't legit, um, where you look at stats on YouTube, etc., right? And I understand, like, real scouts, you could say, go and they stand in the rain and watch the training session and see the glimpse in the eye of Billy Gilmore as he passes the ball, by the way. Do you know what I mean? I get this. I do get this. And I'm not, I'm not trying to knock it. And I do understand that's a higher level of commitment and that people who do that should be applauded, whatever. But I do feel you can't find the next, like you can't find the next best player with stats, and just as you can, like with watching in the pissing rain, and like especially if you don't have a particularly good eye for talent and have watched a lot of football in your life, like I mean, stats are good, and I don't think they should just be, I don't know, patronized or it, it should be like condescending towards people who do use stats. I mean, I like to think I can spot a player if I'm watching a match and he's he's brilliant. I, I like to think I can spot like really good players, but um. I don't know. I think that question's kind of having a knock at you because you have alluded to the fact you like sofa score, etc. I don't think that's fair, but I, at the same time, if 78P Jesus goes out in his Arsene Wenger coat and watches youth teams play football, fair play to him. Dodgy as that fair might look on the sideline in his big trench coat yeah. watching youth teams, yeah. but. <laughs> I, I won't make any jokes because there's so many yeah. that you could have that, but let's, tr- yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, and I love the bloody name as well. Fair play to him, honestly. Yeah. I have to be on. Look, at Obviously, I'm stat based, but I watch. Look at I watch the matches. To be honest with you, uh, there's a guy that plays from uh, Montpellier is a team that I like. I watch a lot of French football, and I love Italian. I got into football. I used to watch um, football Italia when I was a kid, and that's what got me into football. I used to love watching Maradona when I was tiny when he was at Napoli, um, yeah. and I love watching my football. I'm not as skilled as a lot of the lads on there are spotting talent. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm not. What I'm good at is looking at a value player because I've done some stocks and why is he that price, you know, um, and will he rise and should he rise? And that, that's what I buy off. Again, the only thing I would say, look at not later from the point is if you don't think I'm right sound, to be honest, and, and, yeah. you, and he could be, you know, he probably has made more money than I have. I, I you saw the mistakes I've made. So I, I do make mistakes, but that's the way I operate. Some people do like me, the people that do like to work like me, they, um, I'm so sorry. The cat's trying to get hold of the headphones now. Uh, <laughs> I'm multitasking here. It's not easy for a man. Um, uh, you know, um, the people that like stats like the ones I bring. I've gotten people into SofaScore. The thing is, it's free. I'm, I'm like yourself. I'm not paid by index or anything else. But it's, isn't it nice? Like, you've raised some really good points today that might help some young fella or some new person on the index that won't make that mistake. You know, it mightn't come across, but I actually do DM a lot of people and I try to help them. It's not, it's not for my own sake, you know? Uh, yeah. I won't go on about it, but there's a, there's a woman that I follow as well. That woman, unfortunately, she's she's going through cancer treatment at the moment, oh, and Jesus. she loves she loves doing the football index. She loves having a, cra- a bit of crack, you know. And I have a bit of a chat with her. I'm not I'm looking. I'm not any great person. I'm not a good person. But you know what? Isn't that another part of it? You know, the index can be great to help people. Yeah, you meet people. I've gone to a few of the a few of the um, trading meets and met some really sound lads. Do you know what I mean? I think I think people need to take a step back now as well. Do you know what I mean? And and yeah. uh, and look at okay, I do stats based. You don't agree with it, fine. But you know, maybe I can learn from that dude. 
that sound as well. Yeah. It's just all about opinions. And where I've gone wrong is I think you've highlighted again, you're not with an agenda, you're not having to go at me, you're just being honest, you don't know me, but I think it's a good yeah. observation. I need to make it more opinion based rather than this is a fact. And and honestly, yeah. that's not because I've got a messiah complex. That's because I'm lazy. And yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. I've got a pattern now and it's like this player is good. Why is he so cheap? Why is no one bought him? Now it is kind of an opinion. It is a bit yeah. rhetorical, but you know it op- it can open a discussion. So yeah. you know it's something I've learned from this. So thanks for that. It's really been um, informative. No, absolutely. I think I, I definitely got stuff. I definitely got some things out of this podcast. And I think a lot of people will. I think we really did have a good discussion. And I have to say, whenever I seen all the comments and stuff when I posted up that you were coming on the other day, I was a bit like, "Oh Jesus, what am I going to be talking to?" Yeah, I was expecting the. There's a hit on you now, John. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, no. It's been it's been very nice and refreshing talking to you, and um, it's also nice to have someone another Irishman on. Um, yeah. A lot of people have been shouting out at me saying, "Get Irish people on!" So look, it's it's lovely having you on. Um, but I think with that, we could probably wrap things up. Um, in my opinion, it went perfectly. I tried to purr like a cat, oh, but it God, didn't that work. That is so good. You, and it's like that callback. <laughs> You're a professional. I love that. I'm trying to, think, I'm trying to delay time now to think of more puns, but I can't. Yeah, like, we'll just sit here in silence for like 30 seconds and then come out with something shit like, uh, I, I don't even fucking I'm, I'm feline good. I, I don't oh, know, something I, really dodgy. I think, I think dodgy. I'm, I'm the cat's pyjamas. Oh, oh no, there. That's no, let's just go. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I just ruined it. I ruined the hour and twenty-two minutes, didn't I? Uh, fuck's sake. <laughs> we'll, we'll try again tomorrow. But anyway, look, honestly, thank you very much for your time. I do appreciate it because I mean, it's not just the hour and twenty minutes. There is a bit of fucking organising ahead of time and whatever. Uh, you've probably put a few hours into this, and I do appreciate that. Uh, do you know? I'll tell um, you the truth, because I'm Irish. I, it's all freestyle, so that's why it'll yeah, probably come yeah. out of gibberish. And I like that. And it, do you know what? Not just saying this. I think you're a great addition to the platform as well. Oh, cheers. Um, I think your last couple of podcasts were great. I don't know how my uh, my nasally Mayo voice will come across, but uh, I probably won't listen back because <laughs> I hate hearing myself. Because I've done a few before. Um, I hate hearing myself. But do you know what? It's been an absolute pleasure. And thank great. you as well for grilling me. But actually, ah. partial as well because you know that was a worry as well. You never know; you can be ambushed as well. You know, um, yeah. you know that paranoia bit, and uh, learn so much. I think, obviously, some of the stuff you touched on with myself, I would continue it as well. I think the value is really important to mention. I think the shorten as well, and I think also yeah. some of the interesting stuff you said around notifications. I think hopefully, uh, maybe afterwards, if you want to put that on there on your, you know, when you send this out just to kick off a discussion because what's important is that we all improve the product because it, yeah. it, it improves all of us, makes us all money and long-term this could be massive. So I think it's something not to, not to get missed. I think it does on some of these podcasts. It just gets left. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's important. It opens discussion and I'm sure there'll be a few discussions come out of this and I look forward to them, but um, we'll leave it there. And I didn't so. call JFK. <laughs> yeah. Just get that in just before yeah. the end. Um, but anyway, look, thanks again, and uh, we'll, ch- we'll talk soon. Fantastic. Thank you so Bye. much. Have a great Good luck. weekend. Cheers. Okay.